I woke up on the couch and I could hear people whispering all around me. And when I looked through the room, all I could see were dark, smoky figures everywhere. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is my paranormal story. Before I start this episode, I want to thank you for listening. This podcast only exists because of supporters like you. But unfortunately, podcasts do cost money. So I'm hoping you'll show your support by visiting my website, myparanormalstory.com, and clicking on the donate button. Every little bit helps keep us on the air. Thank you so much for your support. This story is kind of a personal one. Six or seven years ago, I was a bit down on my luck. I was going through some rough times. I'd lost my job and uh, couldn't find work. The bills were piling up. Money was running out. You know, it's a situation many of us run into, and uh, hopefully if it ever happens to you, you'll have friends or family there to help you out. It got to a point where I had to move out of the apartment I was living in. I just uh, couldn't afford the rent without a steady paycheck. And luckily my friend Danny offered to let me stay with him for a while, you know, until I could get back on my feet. Danny had just purchased his first home. It was something he had always talked about doing even when we were kids. He saved up for most of his life and he found a great house in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. It was a cozy-looking ranch-style house with a nice backyard and attached garage and finished basement. Best of all, for me anyway, it had two bedrooms. And since he was living in the house alone, he told me I could use the spare bedroom for a while. Until I was back out on my own. I just had to give him some money now and then, when I could, to help out. I was definitely thankful for the offer. You know, a little embarrassed too. It's hard to see one of your friends doing so well when you're in such a bad way. You know, you want to stay proud, but you also need the help. I kept thinking to myself that if our roles were ever reversed, I know I wouldn't hesitate to give him a place to stay. So I tried to focus on that. You know, it's what friends do for each other. But I'd be lying if I didn't admit that I was a little jealous, too. Owning your own home is quite an accomplishment. It's something I've always strived for. And he had a pretty nice house, too. It was in pretty good shape when he bought it. He didn't have to do too much work to it. The previous owner had kept it up pretty well. It had nice hardwood floors in the living room and a nice stone fireplace. The kitchen was pretty modern, with newer-looking counters and cabinets. And the house itself was probably 50 years old so I imagine it had decent plumbing and electricity in it, too. The only thing that didn't look modern was the basement. It was a finished basement with a few different rooms, a small laundry room, a workshop with some benches and tools, and the main room that was furnished and decorated like it was still the 1970s. The walls had wood paneling on them, and the floor was covered in a, a thick shag carpet, 
and in the middle there was a huge black leather couch and an old big screen projection TV that still worked. You know, one of the ones that like weighs a ton. It even had some funky looking chairs and bean bags in it. The only thing missing was some lava lamps and Austin Powers standing in the corner. On the far side of the basement room, there was a bar built into the wall. And you could tell it was handmade too. The bar table, the stools, everything was probably made right there in that basement with the workbenches. It was pretty impressive. There were three stools in front of the bar, and uh, behind the bar there were shelves with glasses and bottles of liquor, a small mini-fridge, and, you know, other bar-type stuff. It was a pretty sweet room for parties and gatherings, I assume, back in the day. And it all came with the house when Danny bought it. He intended to redo the basement at some point, you know, get rid of the shag carpet and kind of bring it up to modern times. Uh, but I have to admit... It was kind of a fun blast from the past hanging out down there, you know? I was kind of glad he never changed it over. Well, it turns out the reason all the stuff was left behind was because the man who previously owned the house had passed away. And his family didn't have any use for most of his tools and trinkets and furniture, especially the 70s furniture and decor. So they just sold the house as is. Now, Danny had lived there for a little over a year or so before offering me his spare bedroom. And I'd been over there to visit plenty of times, so I already felt comfortable there. The spare bedroom was across the hall from his. It was a small room with a twin-size bed in it. It had a small closet where I was able to you know, hang up some of my shirts and things. And it had a small bureau that uh, I was able to put the rest of my clothes in. Now, most of my stuff was being kept in a small locker at a storage place not too far away. But I did set up my small flat-screen TV in the bedroom. But other than that, the, the room was mostly Danny's furniture. Initially, I had hoped I would only stay there for a few days, maybe a week. But before I knew it, a couple of weeks had already gone by, and I was still having trouble finding full-time work. Every morning, Danny would head off to his job, and I'd spend most of my day on his computer searching the internet for jobs. I mean, I was able to make a little bit of money doing stand-up comedy and some DJing. You know, most of that money was going towards other bills. Like cell phone, car insurance, gas, food, you know. But Danny never had any problem with me staying with him. I think he might have actually liked having someone else in the house, to be honest. The only downfall was the noises you have to deal with when you live with someone else. Danny would go to bed at a reasonable hour every night, since he had to get up for work at his day job every day. But I would stay up late most nights, either coming in late from working a gig or just because I didn't have to get up early in the morning. But when I did try to go to sleep, the worst part was Danny snoring. You know, when I'd finally go to bed, it was all I could hear. And even though the bedroom doors were closed and he was across the hall, it was still pretty loud. So one day I came up with an idea. What if I just sleep in the basement? I mean, the couch that was down there was pretty big. I could sleep there. And I'd be able to stay up late watching TV. That wouldn't disturb him, and the snoring wouldn't disturb me. It seemed like a good plan. But he kept insisting 
that I stay upstairs, which really didn't make any sense. But after a few more nights of neither of us really getting sleep, he finally gave in and told me I could stay in the basement. But he needed to tell me something first. He was pretty sure his basement was haunted. I kind of laughed at first when he told me this. I thought maybe he was kidding. I mean, he'd had the house for over a year now. And he knew that I've spent many years investigating the paranormal. So I didn't know why he would be waiting till now to tell me this. I guess he was a little embarrassed to admit it. Strangely, I find a lot of people are. When it comes to hauntings and paranormal activity, there's usually three types of people. Those who believe in it, those who don't, and those who are just afraid to admit that they believe in it. So Danny and I had a long discussion about some of the things he'd been experiencing in the house. He told me about all the strange bangs and knocks that he would hear on the walls. Sometimes he would hear footsteps on the stairs coming up from the basement. He says that some nights he could even hear voices coming from down there. He told me one night there was so much of a commotion in the basement that he actually got his gun out and went down there thinking someone had broken in. Even times when he was down there, like doing laundry, he always feels like someone is watching him. He said he swore he could feel someone breathing right next to his ear. As he was telling me these stories, I could see on his face that he was both embarrassed but scared. He went on to tell me that the last owner of the house died in the house, and he had lived there for like 40 years. He hardly ever left the house. So I guess it would make sense that the old man's spirit might still be lingering. But the scariest story Danny told me was he was down in the workshop room one night. He liked to tinker with things too. And he was fixing a chair or something. And suddenly a jar full of screws on one of the shelves fell over and crashed to the floor. And it scared the hell out of him. He said he just stood there for a minute and he could feel the room suddenly getting very cold. Like almost to the point of seeing his own breath. He decided to go upstairs and get the broom and dustpan to clean up the glass. But as he was walking up the stairs, he heard another jar fall. So he closed the basement door and didn't go back down there for like two days. He decided that maybe the old man didn't want him in the workshop. So that was the last time he ever went in there. He just stopped going in that room. As for me sleeping in that basement, I decided to give it a shot. I mean, I've lived in haunted houses before. I've investigated hundreds of haunted locations. I figured if I get spooked, I'll just head back upstairs and sleep in the living room or something. My first night sleeping in the basement, everything was fine. 
no ghosts, no noises, no glass jars breaking or anything. And most nights I would have the TV on and I'd fall asleep watching movies or something. The couch was comfortable and it was quiet down there for the most part. No snoring, no late night noises or anything to keep anyone up. And after a few nights I had forgotten all about Danny's experiences in the basement. Until one night, it was around midnight or so, and I heard a strange noise coming from somewhere in the house. I thought maybe Danny had gotten up to use the bathroom or something, so I muted the TV and listened. It was a weird clanging sound, but it wasn't coming from upstairs. So I got up from the couch and walked around. I headed towards the laundry room first, and then I heard it again. Just a small metal clanging sound, but it was coming from behind me in the workbench room. So I turned on the flashlight on my cell phone and peered into the room from just outside the doorway. So I didn't want to upset the old man. I heard the clanging again, but I didn't see anything moving. So I decided to just slowly back away from the room and went back to my couch. Turned the volume back on on the TV and just kind of ignored the sounds I was hearing. The next day I decided not to tell Danny about it. I didn't see what good it would do telling him. I mean, all houses have strange noises in them, and you have to get used to them. So I eventually got used to them down there in the basement, sleeping on that couch. Every now and then I would hear the noises coming from that workshop room. And they were usually just small bumps or bangs or clangs. Before I knew it, it had been a month or so that I was staying with Danny, sleeping in his basement. But I was finally working a, a part-time job along with my other gigs, and I was starting to make enough money to maybe think about getting my own apartment again. Before I moved out, though, I had one more strange experience in Danny's basement. It was a typical weeknight. Danny had been upstairs sleeping, and I was on the couch in that 70s-style basement watching TV until I fell asleep. I was probably only asleep for like an hour or so when I suddenly woke up to the sound of people whispering in the room. By now the TV was in sleep mode, but it was still on. But there's just no sound coming from it. But the talking I was hearing was definitely in the room with me. And I don't know what it was, but for some reason, I decided to get up and walk around the room. Suddenly, I heard a loud bang. It was as if somebody had slapped their hand on the bar. I saw what looked like a dark, smoky figure standing behind the bar. I don't know, maybe I was half asleep or in some sort of a trance, but I ended up pulling out a stool and sitting down at the bar. And there in front of me was a shot glass. Now, neither Danny nor myself had done any drinking in the house recently. And when we did, it was usually upstairs. But I kept staring at the shot glass on the bar. 
I don't know, something was compelling me to take the drink. So I picked it up and brought it to my lips. But before I could drink it, I noticed there were other people standing around me. Not people, but smoky figures that looked like people. It was like there was a party going on around me. I'm not even sure if they knew I was there. I turned and looked around the room and these smoky figures were everywhere. They were all standing around in groups, talking and laughing. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I just sat there on my stool holding the shot glass, trying to make out what they were saying. And the voices started getting louder and louder. Like the buzzing of them all talking at the same time was starting to hurt my ears. And then suddenly, bang! The dark figure had slapped his hand on the bar again. This time I could feel it. The whole bar shook. And the whole room went quiet. I turned and looked. And the dark figure behind the bar was now an older man. Bald, with lots of wrinkles, age lines. And the expression on his face was like he was aggravated with me as if he was waiting for me to finish that drink. So I quickly drank the shot and slammed the shot glass down. That was the last thing I remembered. Next thing I knew, it was morning, and I'd woke up on the couch. The whole thing seemed like a, a weird dream. The TV was still on. It was around 9 o'clock or so. Danny had already left for work. I sleepily got up and walked around the room, trying to figure out what had happened, but everything looked normal. It must have just been a dream. But then I noticed one of the stools had been pulled out from the bar, as if someone had been sitting there. And in front of it, on the bar, was an upside-down shot glass. My Paranormal Story is written, produced, and narrated by me, Tom Stewart. Music from this episode, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. If you enjoy my stories and would like to support the podcast, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash myparanormal, or just click on the donate button on my website at myparanormalstory.com. I also have t-shirts and coffee mugs for sale. Unfortunately, podcasts cost money and your support helps me keep this podcast running so thank you for your support please don't forget to subscribe so you'll know when i've added new episodes and feel free to follow me on facebook and instagram just search for my paranormal story if you have a podcast and you'd like to have me as a guest or if you'd like to ask me a question or tell me your paranormal story you can email me at my paranormal story podcast at gmail.com Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is my paranormal story. <laughs>